I remember the only reason I knew how to say it was because I did a report on him as a kid. Kind I, of an important person. When I was coming up with supervillains for Demons uh, Rising to go to the book, I thought about using him. <laughs> really? Yeah. I know because he's immortal. Yeah. Get out. No, that, that's exactly it. Like, Get out. Having him as an immortal villain. Leave. I can't even look at you anymore. I think uh, I settled on going with Mordred instead because I thought also I could do something a little bit different than what you would see in the past. That one's cool. You, that's acceptable. If you enjoy the Three Rivers Academy, please click the link below to donate to the MetaHumans Rising GoFundMe campaign. Thanks. Yeah. Stainless steel coffin with a little glass plate, the heavy-duty compressor that still works to this day because they knew how to make him well back then. What are we talking about? The cryolab. Hmm. I don't know anything about cryogenics. I'll have to access my concentrated brain. Oh, now I know everything about cryogenics and how it failed. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm thinking because this the 50s, they would have did it out of a, like a bunker-like uh, setup. House Stock Productions presents Open Actions, an actual play podcast featuring Archie, Krista, Mike, and Dave Silva, author of the Open Action System. Previous lost. In our last session, we ran through character issue zeros. We ran through issue zeros and the team origin involving mall invasion from the Ardysis attacking a warehouse where Savant was been kept on ice for the last 50 to 51 years. Our heroes managed to beat back the Ardysis, aboard their ship, reprogram it to put it into a lockdown and send it home, and then decided to keep the warehouse where Savant was being kept on ice as their own personal little base. Anyone want anything else? Really, my father wouldn't mind. It is minuscule, isn't it? I think we established that the lab where we found Savant was underneath a warehouse. Like, the actual lab itself was underneath the warehouse in this hidden fortified area. And it's on the Brooklyn docks. And I think there's, like, some computers from the 1950s there. There's, like, two cryopods that are these big stainless steel apparatuses with glass uh, windows. I'd like to add that since we're in the Brooklyn docks, we have a view of the river. A big glass panel where we can look out over the river. Or into the river, because we're underwater. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Which is, you know, going to be kind of a shocker to people that don't, or, you know, seeing what it looked like in the 50s, like, oh, nice clean water, and then, that's what the upper bay looks like now. Is that a dead body? <laughs> and its head's cut off. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrapped in chicken wire with bri- with cement blocks attached to the bottom of it. I could just imagine Savant saying, oh, God, what is that smell? <laughs> And, and it's not just the expired MREs that are, or, or sea rats or whatever they were to be in the 1950s. So the refrigerated lockers were just rations that have expired like 20, 30 years ago. I mean, that stuff doesn't that stuff doesn't require refrigeration. At least I don't think stuff. We're a cryo lab. We we don't want to waste all the refrigeration on just two people. All right, so no problem. Yeah, so we'll we'll funnel some of the refrigeration into the food locker. There's a bunch of Twinkies in this locker. Oh, they'll last forever anyway. <laughs> Twinkies do go bad, though. I think they have... I think theirs is a 10-year li- shelf life or an 8-year shelf life, too. I mean, they'll be stale, but they won't look it, I bet. They'll be preserved. The cream in there, though. Giggity. And our, our characters are all kind of standing around having this conversation. 
Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, so. only, one thing I think for certain, though, any clothes they have in storage there, unless they were vacuum hermetically sealed, it's gonna it would be rotted away. Would they? Yeah. Well, what would cause the rot, right? Like, unless you had a... Well, you got humidity from the freaking ducts. Well, then again, if we were sealed up properly, that wouldn't have happened, but somebody was already in there, right? Because it yeah, took a the there's a lot of electronics, and this is the 1950s, so I'd imagine that they, or that was the 1950s, so I'd imagine that they do whatever they could to keep it as sealed as they could. Yeah. This is a matter now of what the father had in there that was so valuable. Right. Are we continuing that... right away, or are we going to continue after a few days? Well, I believe we would talked about it, and the general idea was you guys had a couple weeks to settle in, acquire maybe some new clothes, stock a little bit of food, try to get a feel for the area. Was there anything specific you guys wanted to do while you were getting settled in? Since Flux has already been existing in 2010, it would probably just be seeing what still worked in the cryo lab. And then if Savant told us about her dad, he'd try and get the uh, memory banks, the old tape drives to work, and uh, see if he could like, set up a monitor. And then just be blown away by what monitors look like now. Yeah, I was going to say that X-Gen was going to... Um... What? No, no, no. Wouldn't they use, there would be like, okay, wouldn't it be like a, t like a typewriter keyboard with the printout? No, they had computers back then. Like the no, not the screens. Yeah. They'd be like teletypes. Or uh, definitely punch cards at the very least. Well, punch cards are a little bit different. Yeah, but as far as output systems, they'd be using a dot matrix printer or a teletype type stop printer. You know, it's electric, the one with the ball. Well, uh, it looks like they had digital sketch pads starting in the early 60s, so I, I think it's safe to say there's, like, a, an old monitor. I I would like XGen to take a look around... Uh, I'd like XGen to take a look around at the computers and see if she can possibly make them work again, like, and help Flux, like, access her uh, positronic brain and take a look around to see if she might be able to use these, help him get any information off that he needs, we need. That would be good, because Flux actually doesn't have any skill with computers. He's just trying to figure this out. You just kind of beat me to it. What's that? Mentioning going around and checking out the computers. Well, I think Flux, I mean, I mean, Savant might actually be able to use that specific computer because of her unique background. Okay, well, in any way that I can aid, uh, I shall. Well, I only have computer one. I'm sure you got more than I do. Well, based on your individual character skills... Flux can run around and check everything. His uh, knowledge of engineering and repair skills basically can tell what things still work and what things will need replacing, as well as being able to salvage from the broken stuff to be reused. Savant might have some, uh, based on her past and the fact that she was the one, she was actually here when everything was still running. She might be able to point out what systems were uh, important in regards to the cryogenics, what systems might be important in regards to security. And X-Gen's overwhelming proficiency with computers would let her get through any security systems and acquire any information that hasn't been corrupted. Yeah, there's, yeah there was a camera in, in, the, in the pot room. It was like a... What's it? Like a 320 by 240 resolution display? That was real high-tech stuff. The monitor in the computer room is like the size of a square you can make with your two hands together. That's their monitor. Yeah, and it's 320 by 200. Then they have yeah. like a plate of glass that's like six inches above it, so it makes the image bigger. XGen's biggest issue will having to be to uh, actually slow down how quickly she works in order to deal with how slow this piece of technology is compared to everything she's used to. 
<laughs> the role, she doesn't have to make a role normally. The only reason she has to make a role is to see if she's patient enough to work with these slow, antiquated things. You literally have the Star Trek thing where Scotty picks up the mouse and talks to it to try and get the computer to work. Well, that's why I had a, a picture of her walking up to the computer and being and uh, blinking at it. And everyone's like, what are you doing? She's like, doesn't it read retinal scans? I, I just told it to pull the files. <laughs> Does, can it interface with my, my positronic brain? What? Pot, it can, there's no connections for you. Does this connect by Wi-Fi or whatever exists in the future? So let's do a couple quick ro- rolls to see uh, what you guys can salvage. Dave, give me a repair roll. Okay. Archie, give me a perception roll. Actually, actually go with a research roll. Is there any chance I can add my serendipity into what we can uh, salvage? Sure. Research 10, based on intelligence 18. So as far as my salvaging roll goes, that's a 54 with 1, 6. Research roll is 26. All right. And both of those will boost X-Gen's computer roll to see what kind of useful information you can get. You guys both managed to easily beat the difficulty rating I gave you. I rolled a 45. All right, so with Flux uh, salvaging equipment that might have degraded over time and Savant pointing out what would be most important to check, X-Gen has absolutely no trouble whatsoever working her way through the systems and actually being able to pull up diagnostic information on the cryotubes to find out when exactly the other tube was shut down, as well as get some not-the-best-quality security footage of people entering the facility and traveling to that tube to take Captain Patriot. So we have a bunch of blurs. What was that? So we have a bunch of blurs, and then Dave was about to say something else. I said, what kind of details can we make out from the uh, video? From the video, it was a group of people... X-Gen might recognize the outfits as 21st century paramilitary, tactical vests, assault rifles, being led by what appears to be a man in a suit, but you can't make out much regarding facial details, hair colors, it's all black and white, grainy. You can just tell that it's military-type people and a guy in a suit going to the cryogenic tube, opening it up, and then just carrying off Captain Patriot, who doesn't appear to struggle or fight back at all. Poor, Poor dad. The timeline of events for when the tube was taken offline shows that this probably happened a couple years ago. Is there any way that I can run that picture of his face, if it's clear enough, against a a database like a military database to see if like he pops up or any of the any of his uh, lackeys pop up? The problem comes down to the fact that this is really old equipment that had been running for a really long time and you're lucky that the camera still even worked when he was taken. See, but this, okay, it just goes back, it just goes to show you 1950s built it best. So it just, it's just kind of like trying to look at porn on a staticky channel. Almost, except you can actually make out kind of what they're wearing. You just can't get any of the finer details. So I wouldn't even be able to recognize the uniforms? No, you can just recognize it as a pillow, as a military-type get-up. Boo! Okay, thank you. So what, you think it's the government? Do they wear uniforms like that? Did your father have any enemies with any um, country's military? Well, he was involved in World War One and Two. I suppose he would have had ran some run-ins. That is a great point. I mean, I mean, it was, it was he's almost close enough to end up going to Korea, but 
Korea happened in what year again? Uh, Savant, make a wisdom plus power roll. So my wisdom is an 8, and my photographic supports that, right? So that gives me a 20 yep. plus 3 dice. Okay, I rolled an 8, so that's 28, no 6s. 29, right. no 6s. A key thing that you, you realize is Captain Patriot never did anything to fight back. He didn't struggle. And based on your own experience with coming out of the hibernation is you were fairly uh, cognizant in a very short amount of time after coming out of stasis. It did yeah, not take that, long for you to wake up. Yeah, but Dad had uh, leukemia, so... It didn't even appear like he was awake when they pulled him out. Like that, not quite coming out of cryo yet? And maybe they didn't put him out of, pull him out of the suspension properly. But he didn't resist, and I don't know who he would go with willingly. I mean, he could have had enemies within the government, for that matter. Were there any cameras outside of the warehouse? None that would be... Uh, none that remained working in this amount of time. Oh, shucks. The only reason the ones inside were as good as they were was because of how little interaction they'd had with any outside forces. Yeah. Did, at any point, X-Gen look at the image and go, enhance? Well, no, like, it doesn't work like that. But, yeah, I thought about that. (laughs) Yeah, I know it doesn't work like that. It's a joke. Yes. In the aftermath of all this, what do you guys end up doing in your free time? Do you just do... uh... Do you act as heroes, just doing general patrols while you try to figure out the next step? Actually, I think I'd be more engrossed in trying to catch up with history. Yeah, I would say that uh, X-Gen sits on the rooftops and listens listens to the city, listens to the city to see if she can uh, find some crime if she is. How are you trying to establish yourselves as, as uh, heroes? Are you just trying to catch up with what's gone on in the past that you've missed? Or try I to think, acclimate to the present since you came from the future type of deal? Yes. <laughs> Unless he gets a sense that he's needed somewhere, um, he's going to try and help Savant, uh, which in turn is going to help himself acclimate to the 20th century and focus on getting this uh, this lab back up and running. Just uh, The reason why I say unless he feels drawn towards something is because he has that uh, sense for temporal weight. A.K.A. the GM sense? Yeah, yeah. GM the, G- the GM lure. GM since Tingley tells me I need to go over there. You know what? You should have just bought your. You should have just bought uh, serendipity. You should have bought that to twelve. He's got serendipity. To twelve. All right. Yeah, but I know Savant offhand. She won't be used to anybody unless she knows specifically what's going on in the world today. So she's going to be heavy, doing some heavy study. And when she gets to the pop culture and in fashions, it's seeing these uh, strips of fabric they call dresses now. I don't know if she'll be shocked or want to say, let me get one, let me get one. How do you feel about X-Gen? Because she's essentially not wearing anything. Well, describe what X-Gen looks like. Quite taller than what you would expect an, a person to be. We'll say X-Gen is 6'7". Okay. People are getting taller as the time goes on. So X-Gen is 6'7". And she has moderately shiny legs. Like she's got, like she has pretty much no legs. It's all just metallic, human-looking legs that are. They, are they crumbed out? Are they what? Uh, no, they're not that shiny because she's been here a while. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that because everything was crumbed out in the '50s, so I, I would expect you would be the same. No, they're just uh, they're just metal and a bit shiny. Uh, like white and clear and metal in, in places. 
Yeah, I mean, so they really rounded you guys out. I mean, I remember the robots in our day used to be kind of clunky, you know, square, boxy. I'm, I'm not a robot. I'm human. Not, no, I'm human. <laughs> really? Because I knock at your legs, you know. I hear that hollow ringing sound. Extra knocks your hand away. Excuse you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pretty much her core is human. Her midsection and like things of that nature are fleshy with uh, little bits of electronics in them. Like she has uh, circuitry like around her middle, one like a little around her ribs and one uh, like right above her thigh on her lower stomach. And then she has like a metallic looking spine protector that has circuits going down it and metal you got a lot of metal on you for a person who's not a robot. <laughs> I promise you, I was born. I have a mother and a father. I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe you guys have machines that give birth now. Oh. I love you, cold, lifeless arm. I mean, Robbie the Robot was kind of cool. And uh, her arms have something similar to the... Uh, the spine protector looking thing going on the out on the outside of her arms down her elbow and to her wrist and um, over her fingertips and those are pretty much like they look also like a uh, circuits it goes up the back of her neck into her hair and underneath her hair it's connecting to her brain stem okay and, so you're a fancy robot <laughs> no what year do you come from again I come from 3084. I was trying to go back, apparently, to 2910. Her eyes are enhanced, and they're actually quite larger, but that's natural. They're, like, almost twice the size of uh, Flux and, and Savant's eyes, and they appear a kind of silvery color, and they uh, flicker from time to time. I think that's that's it. Like, that's... She's wearing kind of a... I guess it looks kind of corsetty. It looks like a like she's wearing a a, a, a black and a silver boned corset and a no 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 she's wearing a kind of white blousy shirt not the corset a kind of white blousy shirt and a brown vest and there is a uh, brown belt that's kind of off kilter on her hips with a uh, a holster a gun holster that's actually empty <laughs> and I guess a black vest I don't know why I thought it was brown or blue. Was that black or blue? Blue. blue. A blue vest. But no pants, because she doesn't really need to. <laughs> so she has a belt around the, the blouse. Yeah, it's like, um, I guess it could be like a tunic. Like so a, it's more like a tunic. It actually comes down to like just below the hips or something. Yeah. It's like a white, uh, an off-whitish tunic and a blue vest with a brown uh, holster that like sits around her hips. And the holster is strangely short. Because she has to reach her actual gun. <laughs> that took a while. And that's the story of Mary. Savant was asking Action if she was a robot. So I asked her to describe what Action actually looked like. Because they, he said that, or she said that they've really rounded out new robots in the future. <laughs> You're not nearly as boxy. Action is offended. I think Flux is just sitting there off to the side, wondering... At what point we pass the technological singularity. But yeah, I was born, not a robot. Okay, so you're a cyborg. No, human. Robots and cyborgs are servants. I would hope that you Okay, knew. what's a cyborg? 
I know what you're talking about. A human machine parts. You got machine parts, right? So you're a cyborg. Is there a different classification for the kind of cybernetics you have? I think we're gonna have a lot of fun just integrating our each other to the to each other's respective time periods. I was gonna say, I suppose if you had to put a label on me, I'm enhanced. Enhanced? But I've only had a little bit done. A little bit done? I tried to keep as natural as I could. Hold on. There are women running around that don't have that have artificial stuff in them all the time? Even uh. now? <laughs> Uh yeah, how do you think that we how do you think we get everything done? One lifespan is clearly not enough. No, I'm talking about like now. Oh. So obviously they started this sometime when they start doing that stuff. Um, I'd say it was in the probably twenty fourth century, twenty 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 second century. Twenty second? Really? Well how are you defining that? What are you defining as they started doing in the twenty third century? Or 24th century. They introduced cybernetics, uh, cybernetic enhancements uh, beyond internal organs, like external cybernetic enhancements past the. Uh, like, I guess I could say that, uh, like, I suppose you could say that uh, prosthetics started to become more complex and uh, gained a wider use around the, uh, the, t- the 22nd century. Because I seem to recall that surgeons were starting to do uh, jobs. Uh, Surgery on boobies to make them larger. Oh yeah, we. Which, which I'd like to point out that your 15-year-old picture, your picture of your 15-year-old character, has most likely already gone through breast enhancement surgery. No, we've moved far past uh, breast augmentation. Uh, now we do uh, chest augmentations for males and females. Uh, it can do a wide range of things to. Uh, Becoming projectiles, incendiaries, or, you know, uh... Hold on, they weaponized their chests? Uh, yeah, how... What else could you possibly use this for? I mean, the only other thing we use them for is, uh, to aid mothers and fathers in, uh, creating a bond with their children through breastfeeding. Hold on. Men breastfeeding? Uh, is that... How unnatural! (laughs) I mean, how how else would you bond with your child? Actually, I thought the most of the most of the families in the fifties, the mothers did all the work. I mean, I still think it's kind of ridiculous, personally, especially considering I could I could do the job most men can't. But that's a different issue. Say, I was always under the impression that in the nineteen uh, fifties, uh, families used surrogates. They were uh, robotic bodies that uh, took care of the children for them. Uh, no, a surrogate wasn't robotic. That was. A bad Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> yes, yes. You want to keep those files separate. <laughs> You're confu- you guys are confusing me with all this future tech stuff. No, uh, surrogate mothers. Aren't, don't you remember them? Surrogate mothers? Wet nurse. Yeah, wet nurse. Ah, yes. That, ah. Sorry. I suppose I was not accessing the uh, proper banks there. So if nobody else has anything specific they want to uh, do leading up to... The start of the well, campaign. actually, it's just some legal matters because if she's back, I mean, she got to get her legal papers in order. That'd be something that might be prudent, considering. I guess you have to talk to somebody in the uh, in the government regarding her situation. Well, and that's the case. Exgen will just forge you some documents. We saw like military-style people take your father. 
we might want to figure that out before we let people know that you're up and about. Because it's not like this is a hive of government activity anymore. Well, I have a number for for my father's handler. I, I don't know if that number's going to work, but... What's the area code? One. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't really have area codes in the 50s. Langley 56431. <laughs> and, and when tried, it leads to a phone sex operator. Uh. So while Flux and Savant try to catch up on their pop culture history by watching Family Ties, Star Wars, and other famous things that they missed. Poor Kennedy. Poor President Kennedy. Mostly trying to get this place operational again and... Like, I don't think that was like an instant fix. So you're saying that you can't just pop somewhere and get a TV and bring it back? That would be an abuse of power. Okay. X-Gen seems to be the one primarily focusing her attention on basic superhero work while you work on getting everything up and ready to go. Amateurs. Uh, something interesting happening nearby to you guys catches X-Gen's attention, as I imagine you're doing probably monitoring the police to see what crimes are being committed nearby. What, extra? Yeah. Yeah, she can uh, hear the scanners and hear people, uh, and you just hear the... Well, I guess that might be a bit overwhelming. I'm enhanced. Everything is enhanced. I can hear things. <laughs> is, that, is that a good enough explanation? Over the police radars, you can actually hear... Apparently there's a hostage situation that's just started up very close by to you guys in one of the local banks. And the big thing is the cops are calling for immediate backup because it appears to be metahuman involved. <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'm going to go into that closet. I'm going to break out Dad's shield. Flux can sense when someone's thinking about him, that they need him. No, he can sense things of temporal significance. Like when events are important in mm -hmm. history, or mm -hmm. will be important in history, a pivotal moment. So, I'll, so, uh, so, engine, neck, engine. <laughs> it's well, the bad guy from Jurassic Park. Shoot him. We'll, we'll turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> so, Xgen will have to actually come back to um, warn them, to let them know. It's a human hostage crisis in a bank. I really should have planted some type of audio device in you guys' ears before I left. Let's get the base working, and then we'll work on communicators. Yeah. <laughs> I found this. Pull out like a backpack radio. It's a cell phone, right? Okay, so I guess like I guess I head back to the warehouse to um let them know. I run back to the warehouse and let them know what's happening. And I stick to the rooftops because I run too fast. Hey guys, there's some shit going down. <laughs> the game is afoot. <laughs> isn't that isn't that what you guys say these days? <laughs> Um, I was listening to uh, police scanners, and I heard that there is a um, hostage situation uh, not actually, not too far from here. Uh, I think we need to go help. We can worry about the lab later. Of course. The city needs us. Well, let's do what we can. Now, yeah, you guys are saying that guns are everywhere in, these, in, in, in this time? I, I don't know. Um, I oh, well, that's why it says on the TV. All the news, all they talk about is gun violence. Like, you guys gotta have guns everywhere. My records are showing that this is before the time of the heavy outlawing of guns in America. So, yes. 
and you just lost. Outlaw guns in America? The land of the hip free and the home of the brave? I mean, I, I believe that this was a time where America was one of the few countries that did not place heavy laws on their gun con- uh, for gun control. What? We're responsible Americans. We could go ahead and have a gun without being reckless with it. Or I, it's, we're losing track of the point here. Where is this bank? I don't know New York. It's on 23rd and Broadway. No, I don't know. <laughs> is that a bad area? I don't know. How about downtown Brooklyn, like Court Street? There you go. Yeah. It's downtown Brooklyn near Court Street. Now let's hurry before oh they. Oh my gosh! Let's hurry before they get Jimmy Jam. How are you guys getting there? Oh, I can run. I can also carry somebody. You guys fly? I can jump very high. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm looking Let's just get this sooner the better. Okay, well, then I toss Savant over my shoulder and um, head out of the warehouse and jump to the rooftops and run. Oh, my gosh! We're going to die! <laughs> All fireman style. <laughs> and we're there. Did you catch that, by the way, Mike? I did not hear what you said. How are you going to get there? Yeah, can you fly so I can run and carry somebody? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm already trying to find the place. <laughs> Did we get there before you? Are you still looking? I don't know. That's up to Mike. <laughs> so next question is, how do you uh, arrive at the scene? Do you just land in front of the bank? Do you try and infiltrate the civilians that are behind barricades as the police set up? I, I would like to think that I... Um, I would like to think that next-gen... Uh, stops on a building that does not have a sniper on it, and which is nearby and has a clear view of the bank, and is looking around for Flux. He's probably right behind us. <laughs> I'm right behind them. <laughs> Say the building's not directly in front of the bank, but off to the side, because all the good spots are taken up by SWAT snipers at this point. You said it's right, it's right beside the bank? Yeah, it's to the side. Should we not coordinate with the local police? Well, uh, that's for you guys to decide. Uh, no, we're vigilantes, and you don't have an identity. That's a great way to get shot. <laughs> Didn't we just have this conversation? Well, I'll just show him my ID. It's legal. Really don't think that's a good idea right now. I would like to say that uh, Savant is still on my shoulders, and I give a gentle jerk to shut her up. <laughs> oh, come on! How about this? Is there someone clearly in charge down by the police line? It appears that Lieutenant Morris is standing behind the third police car in front of the building. And he seems to have the megaphone and the power. So I'll, I'll teleport down next to Lieutenant Morris. Lieutenant Morris, I understand that you're having a problem with this bank. My friends and I, and I'll point back to myself pointing at myself, standing, <laughs> next, to, standing next to Savant and Xgen. We've come to help. All right, so as you say this, there's something very important that you will see standing at the front doors of the bank. It is a large, seven-foot-tall, winged, demon-looking motherfucker. How did we miss that? <laughs> well, you were to the side of the bank. He teleported to the front of the bank where the police are. Ah, so we don't see it yet. Right. So I'll, I'll tell them what I'm seeing. He's only seven feet tall? He's only seven feet tall. Since it's an outright demon... In her, in in uh, Savant's eyes, she would get out her crucifix from underneath her shirt and freaking and like hold on to it, you know, do her do the little four-way thing. 
still on my shoulders, and then I drop her. Doesn't mean I can't see what's what you're looking at. I drop her with an eye roll. I will try and catch her. Yeah, the door, the front door to the bank appears to have been. I'll try and make it look like uh, this was actually a planned thing that she's not actually getting dropped while I'm talking, pointing to myself next to there's a Lieutenant Morris. <laughs> and he hears a slight ah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Mike. Uh, the large demon-looking thing appears to be standing directly in the middle of the, what used to be the broken-down front door of the bank. Okay. Just blocking it with its arms crossed over its chest, not really caring that there are a bunch of guns aimed at it, because it's a fucking demon. The sergeant at first seems concerned that a metahuman just appeared in front of him and is pointing towards what appears to be himself and a bunch of other people. Well, I'm just like a black outline of a person like shape. So he's even more disconcerted by this fact. But then he looks over at the giant demon thing, looks back at you. You know, this seems more like your uh, kind of area of expertise. So is that the only thing, or are there more of those inside? All accounts, there's at least one other metahuman, but it don't look like that. Hostile, or just a metahuman trapped inside? According to uh, what we've gathered so far, the large demon-like creature flew down and landed in front of the bank carrying what appeared to be a normal-looking human girl, set her down, and they both entered the bank together. Do we know where the hostages are inside? Not yet. We have not made contact either. We're kind of concerned by the giant demon standing in front of the doors. I'm repeating what he's saying to uh, Savant, because I'm imagining that all we're hearing is a one-sided conversation from you. Oh, then I'm actually saying it on both bodies. Okay. <laughs> so I don't, I don't suppose any of you got any kind of proficiency with hostage situations. Mm. We don't even know if we can open communications with the giant demon-looking thing. No, but if you can tell me exactly where the hostages are inside, I can probably get them out safely. I would imagine I could attempt to talk to it because all the languages. That's true. We have a linguist if you're worried about communication. I imagine that might be useful. That thing speaks, speaks English. I'll eat my hat. Well, on that note, uh, X-Gen jumps off of the building and next to Flux, all like superhero style with her fists in the ground, thus making a pothole and probably pissing off the cops a little. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant winces. Please try to keep um, lateral, damage. lateral damage to a minimum. Oh, I'm sorry. I figured your team would handle this. <laughs> she stamps it down and evens out the hole, but makes it a little bigger. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Central's going to kill me for this. Exgen uh, turns to the demon and make, quirks her eyebrow a bit and says in a voice that sounds like it's double-timbered. Quick question. Are you shouting this from where the police are, or are you tr moving towards the demon? I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't realize that they were so far from the demon, so I guess I would move closer to the demon. Yeah, yeah the police don't want to be that close to the demon. So I would, I would move closer to the demon with my hands up uh, to show peace in a voice that sounds double-timbered in uh, a language that's unfamiliar to everyone else. I uh, asked the demon what's its uh, mission here. Like, what is your mission? I will, uh, I will stand next to Savant. I will stand next to the lieutenant, and I'll walk with Exgen while she does this. So we mean no, we mean no violence. What's your intention? And hope that the demon understands that, at least that oh, language. Savant's not there. No, there's two of them. 
There's one standing. Three now. There's three of them. Oh, so there's one standing next to you. There's one standing next to the lieutenant, and then there's one walking up with me. Does the, the does he understand what I'm saying? The demon thing turns, focuses its gaze on you, raises one bony, rigid eyebrow, just got and asks you in a very genteel and cultured voice. I'm sorry, miss. I did not quite understand what you said. Pete, speaking what appears to be perfect English. I will tell the lieutenant he has a hat to start eating. <laughs> <laughs> x looks embarrassed and blushes a little and says, Oh, uh, what, wait, we come in peace? What, 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 what you doing? <laughs> uh, I would have thought that'd be quite obvious. We are currently in the process of robbing the bank and taking hostages. Exgen kind of narrows her eyes in confusion and goes, why? Because banks are full of money. And last I heard, money is the root of all evil. And As you can see, I should obviously be involved in something such as that. I'm not one to judge on appearances. Yeah, no, we have miniature... Uh, in my time, we have miniature... Uh, Enhanced that have similar appearances to you. They're not all evil. I believe my primary school teacher had uh, horns. Curious. Flux will just look over at her. He's raising an eyebrow, not that you can see that. <laughs> but, but I ask, what do you need to amass a fortune for? Perhaps we can help in a non-hostile way. As you can see, we can we can do things. As he starts to respond to this with a slightly confused look on his face, he's actually pushed to the side. Fairly normal-looking woman. The only dis- Sorry for the delay. No, not a problem. Everyone back and ready? Yes. All right. <clears throat> so, a woman pushes the demon out of the way as she steps forward at coming out of the bank saying, move your fat ass. And he politely, you know, moves. And she appears to be a fairly normal looking woman wearing blue jeans, an overshirt, tank top, red hair. Her arms have uh, wrappings around them like some, like a fighter or martial artist would have. And she would probably be a considered a beautiful woman, if not for the fact that she seemed to be rather heavily scarred. A lot of cuts, a few burn scars on her arms, her neck. Basically looks like she's had the shit kicked out of her many, many times. Exton looks down and goes, oh, hello. She'll take a second to glare at each of you. What do you people want? Can't you see we're busy? Well, we wanted to know if there was any way we could help you not create a hostile situation. You can help me by shoving your head up your ass and getting the fuck out of here. I love this city. The cops said that only there were only two of them, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, wait. You have a uh, special sense, don't you? Yes, I have a spatial awareness. Yeah. So make me a power plus sense roll. Okay. Should I add in perception? Uh, sure. That's 45 with 1-6. You can sense something around the area that feels like it's popping holes in and out of reality. Something is creating weird displacements in this temporal makeup of this area, and it's popping around a lot. Can I get an idea for what the shape is? It's definitely humanoid. 
You can't quite tell where it is currently, but you do know that it is somewhat constantly moving. Just It stops existing in one spot and will start existing somewhere else. And it just seems to be doing this every couple seconds. Can I place where that is? Where like it currently is? Like yeah. It's, in the building or? Um, most of the weird fluctuations are in the building, but every once in a while, you actually sense it in the crowd behind you. When I sense it in the crowd behind me, can I teleport fast enough to grab that person? You can You can try to because you have a really good lock on with your uh, good with your roll as to where exactly it is. So if you want to make an attack roll to grab it, you can. I want to make sure that this person would be in line of sight of the woman and the demon when I grab him or grab them. All right. I want to spend a willpower. Actually, I'm going to spend two willpower. Ooh. And uh, because I'm trying to track his location, I'm going to use my science and physical science to predict where he appears next and then appear at the exact same moment to grab him. That's a 56 to grab him. Wow. You have successfully grabbed her. So as this weirdly dressed woman wearing what very weird kind of punk outfit, none of you would act- have probably actually seen the movie that she's cosplaying as. As she appears in the- towards the back of the crowd, you appear right behind her and fairly easily get a grab on her. How you doing? <laughs> Are you with them? She seems <laughs> stunned for a second that somebody just appeared and grabbed her. And, of course, I'm also saying this while standing next to X-Gen. How you doing? Are you with them? And like I said, I, I wanted to time it so that they would see me grab her at the same time. The battle-scarred girl who, with the love, colorful language, glares at you, then shouts, Blink! What the fuck you doing? So you guys are together. And the woman with a light tries, doesn't really respond to you, but will attempt to escape artist. And that's a contested roll against, what, your brawn? See if you can hold on to her. So her break fee, she's going to have to beat that 56. Well, that's a partial, only because she rolled two sixes. So I'm going to say, instead of actually getting away from you, her teleportation just carries both of you. You both teleport, and you are now inside the bank, inside (coughs) of what appears to be an office. And she's very angry now. That was interesting. So why are you guys doing this? Also, can I see where they put the hostages? No, this uh, just appears to be in one of those generic office rooms where, like, one of the managers would, like, a loan officer would sit you down and have a chat with you about your uh, loan and opening accounts and shit like that. I didn't bother to ask you before, and I'm sorry, I'll ask you now. Would I be able to hear them? You don't have any specific sense that would really let you hear through walls. No, there's, um, I don't know, just a lot of uh, enhancements. And I, I didn't bother to ask because they were just below us. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to ask this time. Or if it's just like one-sided conversation again. Yeah, you're back to just one-sided conversation. What was about to say, Mike, is there a way I could get into the bank itself? You're more than capable of sneaking up to the back of the bank. Problem is, is you're going to start, you're going to encounter electronically locked door. Ah, you know, while you guys are busy talking, you know, I'm going to go in there and try to save the hostages. Oh, I got to see if I can sneak with a bobby pin. That would be so funny. Oh, I suppose I look at um, the girl and say, you want to explain this before it gets awkward for you? What are you talking about? It ain't awkward for us. It's awkward, about to get awkward for you. We start killing hostages. You don't seem to understand how a hostage situation works there, metal boobs. You don't seem to understand who we are because I don't have a program for good quits. 
not helping the whole not a robot thing. <laughs> and you don't seem to understand what a hostage situation is. Now, have your asshole multiple man over there. Release Blink before we go start killing people. Or before I put my fist through your face. Oh, my God. Wait, so you would have to go to kill them? And uh, how close is she to uh, the girl? Within arm's reach. Well, she leans forward and picks her up by her shirt and goes, you want to you run that by me again? Oh, boy. <laughs> like, holds her, holds her off the ground with her feet dangling off the ground. Like with just her, her thumb and forefinger. As you lift her off the ground, she begins to glow black and re- with red stripes flowing through it. And the red, as it comes into contact with your hand, burns you. We've got to work on your negotiation skills. I know. I just I didn't know what to do. She made me mad. <laughs> did, did your character just say that to me? Yes. Well, as, I, as I drop her, as I drop her and let, like, ah! <laughs> That's what I said. And she made me mad. Hey, you take one wound from her painful. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can go ahead and try to circumvent the lock to get in. Wait, it's an electronic lock and you're using a bobby pin. Come uh, on, bobby pins open everything. <laughs> okay. Make a lock picking roll. So lock picking is sense, my sense is eight. I don't have anything to add to that. No. So 8 plus 5 is 13, and I'll go ahead, double the dice roll with the willpower. Yep, just one. Okay, so that brings me down to a 5. I rolled a 9, and no 6s, so that goes to 18, so that gives me a 33. The door becomes unlocked, but you just set off the alarms. Damn it. Well, we tried to get to the hostages first. I tried my best. I was surprised you made it as far as you did. I didn't give you a very uh, good chance of making, of opening the door. You opened that door with a partial. That's why I set the alarm off. Yeah, it's a shame because I maybe I could have declared something here, like following in my father's footsteps. My father would have did something like that. See, if it was just back in the 50s, I would have did it no problem. Oh, yeah. The reason you had such a high friggin' difficulty rating was because you were trying to pick an electronic lock with a bobby pin. Well, at least we have a point of egress for the, for the hostages to get out of once we find them. Frey looks over at the demon dude and says, All right, that's it. Let's grease these two and go find out who's trying to break in the back. Um, I have a question. Yes? <laughs> Based off of what I just saw of her power and, looking, and the fact that I can look at her, would I be able to recognize who she is, like if there's some kind of a um, future metahumans registry? Well, you don't have any kind of study of metahumans. Yeah, you can you can give it a try and see if she's ever if she was ever registered or captured, and there's any kind of files on her within stored within your databanks. Okay. Twenty twenty four and one six. You actually have a little bit of information on her. Okay. Her power set and uh, pleasant demeanor matches a metahuman villain who went by the name Frey. She was known to be able to project a aura about her that would cause harm to anything that came into contact with it, and was a skilled practitioner of a martial art known as Salat. I want to know what happened so that the alarms have gone off. Uh, one other thing was she was considered very dangerous in her time. Thanks, Brain. For you guys, the alarm starts at the front. The alarm starts going off. Frey looks very angry now, glowing all black with... Weird red strips swirling through the black aura that glows about her. Hey, look, only one of us gets to glow black here. Can you do all red? 
Interestingly enough, uh, your spatial awareness actually detects that the red strips flowing through her black aura mm-hmm. is displacing the spatial the spatial area around her. It's having a weird effect on the time-space continuum around her and is displacing it as it swirls about her. Now everyone gets to roll initiative. I had gotten a 39. One six. You still got to find me first. I'm still stealthed. So with any luck, they won't spot me until it's too late. 48. I was maxed out. Since I teleported, or since I used my proper grapple with Blink, I will say that my copies that are outside, or the the versions of Flux on the outside, will use the duplicate numbers. 28. Slowest man on the totem pole, the demon. He will look at X-Gen, frown, and say, Very sorry for this. I do so hate to hit a lady, and then try to punch you. I would like to jump out of the way. Alright, so you're taking an active defense? No, that's okay. Dave, do you have to decide to take an active defense before you know what the attack is against you? Yeah, but since you have the higher initiative, if he's trying to punch you, you can just beat him to the punch and try and hit him first, interrupt his action by just attacking him. I'd like to knock his fist away, and the one time I can do it per session, draw my gun and shoot. Try and shoot Frey in the head. Settle that shit now. All right. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's not going to work like that, but I'll try. The first thing is to resolve the simultaneous actions. Yeah which is him trying to punch you and you hitting him to interrupt him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, 47, yeah, 47 and two sixes. That you beat him, so he throws a fairly simple lumbering punch at you, and you easily beat him to the draw and just boot him. Stop. <laughs> How many wounds? 14. As you hit him, you realize he's built very sturdy, and you don't appear to hit him very hard, and his body seems to absorb the force of the impact. So while you did injure him slightly, it didn't seem like you injured him very much. Now you get to try and shoot Frey. 49 and 1-6. Yes, that hits. What's the damage? 12. Alright, so the shot hits Frey right in the head. She doesn't seem to care too much as the aura about her slows down the projectile and causes it to just kind of gash across her head. Interesting. So while it hurts her, she really doesn't seem to care about the pain from the attack. If anything, it makes her grin. Demon's second attack. Oh, if he looks like he's going to try and hit action again. Which he is. I am going to teleport in front of him, then teleport in front of him because he's turned around, and then teleport in front of him because he's turned around again. So I have three copies that are up front. Um, <laughs> and just, like, turn them around over and over again while I teleport in front of him. I'm just meddling. So it's, it's just a minus nine to, uh, to his rolls and to Frey's rolls while I'm dicking with them. He punches her for ten wounds. Savant, what are you up to back there? Well, Savant wants to go ahead and try to get find the hostages. That's her thing. All right. Where are you going to look first? Well, I'm assuming they're in one of the offices. Since I got through the back door, I'm going to go just... ahead towards the office areas. All right. So I'll use, a, act... I'll, use a, I'll use one action to, to try to do that, and I'll keep the other one in case somebody tries to pull some stupid nonsense. All right, so you find the uh, large section where the offices are. You don't hear anything. You don't see any people as you do a quick search. All right. I'm going to hold, my, I'm going to hold the other action just in case. Blink finally talks to you. Would you get off me, you clingy asshole? Are all supervillains in this era have such potty mouths? 
What are you talking about, you weirdo? Like both you and your friend, you keep cursing. Why? Is there really a point to that? What happened to witty banter? And what are you, from the 80s? Totally. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I was trapped instead of quantum entanglement for about 26 years. It was kind of interesting. We were there together, but then we were one person. I mean, I'd be happy to talk to you about it, but you got to stop robbing the bank first. You know, that's actually kind of tempting. I, mean, I kind of got a job to do. Maybe we can talk after we're done the fighting, okay? Well, all right. I mean, do you really want to do the fighting thing? I'm not big into fighting, but I was kind of hired to help with this job, so... Okay, well, look. We both teleport. No one's looking. You can just say I beat you up. Trust me, they'll believe you. I'll stand in front of her while I'm holding her at the same time. She looks back at you, looks forward at you. That's just weird. Quantum entanglement. I mean, if you can teleport, I'm sure there's a lot of legitimate work that you do that plays phenomenally. There's got to be less dangerous work than fighting superheroes. Well, normally I don't actually fight the superheroes. That's the other two's job. I just run interference. Funny, I'm doing that right now up front. Like, the big guy, I keep spinning him around. It's hilarious. Well, look, I did it again. She's going to use an action to try and teleport both of you out front so she can see this as well. If she's going to spend an action to do that, I, I'm not going to resist her. As long as I can keep holding her, that's fine with me. Yeah, she's not trying to get out. She's just going to try and move both of you outside so she can witness you meddling. So when we pop out in front and she's, like, seeing me spin uh, the demon around, I'll ask her, so, like, the punk thing, is that still going on? Like, half of me was really into it. She'll laugh go, you probably mean that literally, don't you? Yeah, I told you, two, then one, you know. How this works. You know, I've never seen a demon corkscrew before. This is pretty hilarious. And it's not just a punk outfit, I'm cosplaying here. What's a cosplay? <sighs> Figures I'd end up with a clingy guy from the 80s who doesn't know what cosplay is. Probably never even seen Tank Girl. And I'm not so much clingy as I am holding. I mean, you call me a hugger, I guess, but... And, again, no facial expression, so all of that is lost. Well, of all the people who've tried to grope me, I don't think I've ever been groped by a black silhouette before. I'm not trying to get feely on you, but I can't let you get away either. You know, superhero scribble thing. She will give another attempt to escape. Just because she at least has to make it look like she's trying. <laughs> I'm going to flex and bust out of this. <laughs> Spend one willpower to make it explode. She got a 59. What'd you get? I had a 56 on my hold. Alright, so she uses her second action to teleport out of your, finally teleport out of your grasp and appear next to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess what I'm going to do. All right, I have two actions because my duplicates use their action. Am I the only person left to act? Other than uh, nope. There's you and Frey. You go after Frey unless you want to try and act first. Well, I'm going to hold on to my action just to see what Frey does. Frey is going to do is going to attack one of your copies. Okay. You're currently at what horde status? Or not yeah. Horde? Yeah, I'm a minor mob. Minor mob. Yeah, if you, if you scroll down to the bottom of my character sheet, you'll see their stats. I imagine a 39 hits you fairly easily. Uh, yes, my fluctuations are a defense of 18. And 14 wounds, destroying one of your fluxes. Right now you have six armor, so... I've got four stamina left in the gang, so there's yeah. two copies of me left. She'll pull a repeat to try and break down the gang. With the minus nine, that's a 27. All right, so I'm going to say, hold on just a second. I'll be right back. I'm going to collapse the fluctuations back into a single person as she tries to attack me, and then hit her from behind. So your meddling and minor gang go away. 
I have a specialty for when my minor gang or when I am refocused. Like if I go into a, a larger state and then go back to a single entity, so I'm mm. gonna use that specialty. So that is a forty to hit. That hits. And that is ten damage. Her aura burns your hand for four wounds. Yeah, as you strike her, the red swirls in her aura burn across your uh, arm and hand. I am going to grapple with Blink again as my second action. And uh, I'm going to spend the two willpower again. She's going to use her surprising boon to get a free action and take an active defense against that. (laughs) Popping her perception, she gets a 53. That is 10, 20, 60. Got her anyways. So so she goes to teleport away. Flux will pop it. Say, no, no, put her back and then grab her from behind. <laughs> Man, you... Like, they will believe you when you say I captured Man, you're worse than my last ex-boyfriend when it comes to being clingy. Kid, I'm not really clinging. I'm just hugging. <laughs> this is not the time for spooning. Calm down there. If you start popping the chubby, we're going to have some serious issues. <laughs> What's it? <laughs> Finally, a reference I get. Yeah. That is the end of that turn. I figured I would try to go ahead and do some more searches with the other action I had left, since nobody went ahead and popped up near me. All right, where are you going to search? Uh, by where the bank vault is. All right, you find uh, the vault door appears to be closed. Locked? Yes. Shit. I guess I could do the Bobby trick again, but that'll be next turn. Uh, make a perception and sense roll for me. And for those engaged in combat out front, you notice the slight wound that the demon had slowly starts to close. Oh, no. And also, Frey's aura, the red stripes, slowly seem to seep into her, causing the wound on her head to start to close. Come on. 28. One six. Just barely, you can hear what sound, might sound like crying coming from within the vault. Okay. Top of the order... The demon. He'll take a couple steps away from the fight, grab a light pole and rip it out of the ground, and then attempt to bash Flux with the end of the light pole. Oh, shit. But I'm holding her t- his teammate. <laughs> I guess he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, you're holding him, and he's going to swing it at your back with a cease manhandling the lady. Anyone uh, doing anything in response? I would like to take an action. I would like to uh, just take both of my actions and attack him. Mm-hmm. Is your first action going to be to try and stop interrupt him? That. Uh, 45 and 1-6? Uh, he beat you with a 47. Oh, come on, man. So that's within 5, so the two things go off at the same time. So you get hit, and then he gets hit? Yeah, you hit him as he's hitting me. Except that I guess what I'm going to do is, since you can't really blindside me, say, do you see how much your teammates care about you? They were going to hit you with this pole. Can I take my active defense and say that the pole is actually passing through me as I teleport away from it? Sure. So what I'm going to do is, I want, it's not actually an active defense, I'm just going to spend my phased. So the pole is like passing through me, I say, look at this, your teammates were going to hit you, and then teleport like two feet behind. Look, that went right through me. I helped. How much damage does X-Gen deal? Twelve. When you hit him, he seems to absorb the force of the blow, and it barely hurts. Okay, I guess. And you have a... You said you wanted to attack him twice, so you have another attack to roll. I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, it hurt when you attacked the woman, not when you attacked the demon. 
So you can just use your regular attack on the demon. He's not hurting you every time you hit him. Mm. You're not doing much damage to him. In the time you've been fighting him, you you can come to at least one conclusion. He's really easy to hit. Yeah, that's pretty much that's kind of what I said. I was like, pretty much all I could do is hit him. So there are combat maneuvers you could use to deal more damage. Your other option is you could start trying for heavy blow and just trading attack accuracy for damage. Actually, like if she does her uh, bypass armor this turn and then uses that attack next turn, she could definitely do heavy blow on that next attack. That's a 41 to hit, or 41 to bypass armor. That is successful. Oh. So next turn, his armor is effectively halved against you. Zavant, you're up. I kind of like whisper loudly, hey, and you guys have know which gizmo opens up the door? I'm here to rescue you. Uh, you don't really get much of a response. All you can still hear is just the sounds of someone crying. <sighs> you know what? For my second action, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick the shit out of this door and knock it down. Is this the safe door? Yes. The safe? No, no. I thought it was sort of like the gate. Like a gate door. I didn't think the safe was. No, no. This is the safe. Oh, no, no, no. I thought it was like the inner gate. I thought the safe was open. My bad. Oh, no. <laughs> No. That's why. You, that's why you had to roll really well on your perception just to hear so, what sounded like someone crying on the other side. So I can't even get in there to help them. It doesn't look like anyone ever bothered to open the door. Nobody opened the door, but there's nobody in the bank as far as I can see. Not that you found so far. Is there any place else I haven't searched yet? Uh, there's the upper floors. It's upper floors. Okay. I'll head to the upper floors to see if I can find anybody. And I'll use my parkour to see if I can rush this. I can get up there faster. If you, I'll let you use both your actions to do a quick uh, search of the whole floor. All right. Finding nobody. Damn it. You can safely assume if there are hostages, they're inside the vault. Blink, once again held, sighs heavily. Hey, look, at least I didn't let you get hit by the telephone pole. That big galoot couldn't hit me if he... If you weren't holding me, if he tried. But I am holding you, and he knew that. Yes, but he didn't know that you'd turn all phasey on us. I blame you. Now let go of me. You haven't switched sides yet. I can't let go of you yet. You have to see that these are bad, bad people. That's just profiling. And that profiling is wrong. No, she threatened to kill the hostages, and he just ripped out a public utility. Meh, she was, she was lying, and I'm sure the public utilities are all assholes anyways. I, I don't assign any kind of emotion or, or state of feeling to inanimate objects. Although maybe I should. I don't know. It has an intrinsic quantum field. She's going to try to escape again. All right. She's going to be the 60. And she gets a 65 thanks to the bonus from having over five an escape artist. Who would have known that the uh, advantage from the escape artist would be the only thing that actually helped her get out? All right, so she appears next to you again. All right, look, I'm going to go help them out. Don't kill hostages. We're not going to kill hostages. That was an empty threat, you idiot. She's all black and red and glowy, and that's a demon. That's racial profiling. Makes you racist against demons. I may be able to live with that, but just wait here. I'll be right back. She's going to hold her other action. What I'm going to do is teleport below her, grab her ankles, and then pull her halfway through the concrete, and then teleport away so that she is trapped there. Going for a trapping power? Yeah. I am killing my willpower here. Can I get a bonus for my sassy duo because I'm giving her all the sass? I'll give you a bonus for sassy duo. Yay, all right. 
So I'm going to spend three willpower for trapping as a major boon and tougher trap. That is a 41 to hit. Yeah, that is. She to escape. She is going to need a 48 or two rolls of 38. And I, I'm picturing her like I drag her down, and she's kind of just stuck in the asphalt up to like her uh, shoulders. And you take four wounds from touching her. Ah, speaking of damage, yes, that is uh, that is 12 damage. Yeah, it seems like the second you touch her, the red strips in her aura just lash out and try to burn your arm. Well, that's why I'm putting her someplace safe. You are applying your armor against that, right? Yes. Yes, I've taken a full total of four damage so far. You saving your second action? I will be standing where she was, like, or just offset to where she was, since she's like, you know, stuck in there. I don't want her looking up at my ghibli bits or whatever. I've been talking with your friend Blink. You guys really should give up. I will use that as a distracting action uh, against the demon. So that is a 22. You're using the uh, distractions bonus to get make him use his surprise defense? Yeah. 22, that failed. That's it for me. Well, she will attempt escape artist. She'll spend two will on this. What'd you need? She got a 46. <laughs> What'd you need? Uh, she needed a 48. Ah, so close. So, but that does count as her first success, so she just needs a 38 on the next roll. And again! Only use one willpower this time. 41. Her dark rage, which doesn't normally support escape artist rolls. She'll spend willpower to cause the aura to start to flare and eat at the ground, uh-huh. encasing her, breaking it into shreds as she rips herself out of the ground in an explosion of stone. So that's a no on surrendering? I'm going to put my foot so far up your black shadowy ass. Was she, was she pauses up your... I'm just going to put my hands up in the air. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> she was trying to come up with a good term for that. <laughs> black shadowy amorphous mass, you. Uh, Blink will do nothing. She'll use her last action to get a higher initiative roll, I guess, next time. That's plus five, right? Yeah. 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 So that does nothing for her. Top of the order. The demon. He still has his light pole, so he's going to try and bash you again. Interestingly enough, you notice that he seems rather proficient with a light pole, despite, you know, being something people probably don't normally train to use. I'm sure demon training handles all sorts of oversized things. Are you going to take any active defense, or...? I suppose I will take an active defense. Because you know he would have hit you before if you hadn't phased. I will take an active defense. Uh, I'll even add my perception. He's got a 46. I have a 48. Nice. So you pull some uh, Matrix Neo shit as the light pole goes flying by your face? Uh, no, it doesn't fly by my face. I just teleport behind him. Like, why are you trying, man? Seriously. You guys need to give up. I think you're incorrect on that regard, seeing as how she's already manhandled my friend. But that's manhandling. We're talking about harming you. I mean, I see that you're doing the whole Healy thingy, but seriously, man... What is with you? He will take his second action to step forward and, in a rather graceful move, spin around and sweep the light pole at you. I guess for my action, I am going to phase through him as he does that and pull the light pole with me. Going to interrupt him with a disarm? Uh, No, no. I'm just going to use my my phase strike, and that's how I'm just trying to focus strike. As I'm, I'm phasing through him, 
And the painful part is the fact that I drugged the light pole through him. Gotcha. So he got a 54 that time. All right. Well, he certainly beat me. With the grace of a man who appears to have trained quite heavily with fighting with random objects, he spins around and smacks you a slight bit faster than you can phase. I'm trying to debate how many extra wounds a light pole will do. Thinking two. One second. Because it's one to six based on the weapon. Yeah, uh, it's actually listed. It's uh, three. So with the sixes in the light pole, that's 20 even. All right. Well, I will spend another willpower. You going to phase? Yes, I am. That's a whole lot of nope. And that's what I'm going to say. Nope. That could have really hurt. Your mother ever teach you not to swing things at people? I mean, yes. Exgen may have lifted up your uh, you know, fellow supervillain here, but you guys are robbing a bank and threatened to kill hostages before she did that. And she used pretty foul language. While I can't condone her use of such vulgar language, I am sorry to say we do have a job to do here. But you can see how well this is working out for you. He'll smile at you and go, Oh, it's working wonderfully. X-Gen? Is he already aware of my position, or can I sneak behind him? He seems to be well aware of where you are. You guys are all in one big scrum at the moment. Is it possible to stealth out of the fight, just to sneak behind him? And um, I want to deck him in the back of the head. Yep, you can use your stealth to uh, attempt to get a surprised attack on him. Okay. But keep in mind, you probably don't need to worry about his surprise defense that much, since you've already bypassed armor on him. Yeah, but when you attack a surprise defense, you get extra damage. That is true. 41 and no sixes. Sense, perception, doesn't have tracking. Yeah, he loses track of you. Give him the whammy. Alright, I'm going to jump in the air and come down on the back of his head with a flying elbow. 46 and 1-6. That hits. 18 against half armor. He felt that. I warned you. She warned you. So as your elbow strikes him, he staggers forward. He still appears to be able to absorb the impact of the damage, but you really hurt him that time. So so, so how are you feeling? You ready to consider his idea? He'll straighten up to his full seven feet grin. Now things are getting interesting. Uh, Savant. Well, since I'm not getting the the, the, uh, hostages out anytime soon, I'm going to see if I can go down and assist these guys. But um, am I still in stealth? Yeah, there's been nobody to contest your stealth yet. I'm going to try to make my way up to where they are. Yep. So you get you can get to the lobby and see the fight occurring right out front in front of the cameras and the police and all the other witnesses because there's big old throwdown. Okay, so right now I see the big demon, the 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 glow with the the girl with the red band and whoever uh, he's been grabbing up. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and jap the person who he's holding. She's no longer being held. She got free finally. Well. Let's see, let's see how free she is from a surprise attack from behind. But she's like standing off to the sidelines doing nothing, right? Yeah, she's, yeah she's, she has not actually taken an active part in this fight. Ah! She's mostly just watching. Anyway, so I guess between the two, I will hit the demon. Yeah, he doesn't see coming. And since he's been fighting him all this time, I'm assuming he's tough, so I'm going to use the penetrate armor. You're going to use bypass armor? Yeah. So it's your favorite attack, minus 10. Well, but I'm going to use the Patriot Kick with him. Well, no, the Bypass Armor 
isn't an attack. It's just to make it so that your follow-up attacks will bypass the armor. Ah, okay. So I gotta roll the savant. I gotta roll my savant roll first, which is forty-four and four dice. If I could set it up, and that will take my action because I moved before. Yep, you'll get your bypass on the next round. Yep. Next. What'd you get? For seven plus forty-four is fifty-one. Yeah, you still bypass his armor. You see Blink look down at her uh, watch and then teleport away. Your spatial awareness uh, pinpoints her teleporting somewhere inside the bank, followed by a bunch of rapid teleportations in the bank as she's moving back and forth between the same area over and over and over again. Uh, you still haven't been seen, so nobody knows you're there. Freddy's going to take a swing at Flux. He's going to try and stagger you. 41. Oh, she's going to hit where I might and uh, let it face through me. She'll growl at you. You are the most annoying, indistinct person I have ever met. I know. Isn't it great? Now, would you please just give up? I don't want to hurt you. But you couldn't hurt me if your life depended on it. You know how much I could have just atomized you instead of trapping you inside that asphalt? Well, then you should be trying to do that instead. And she'll punch at X-Gen. Oh. Well, might I suggest that you... uh drop her a little further down, cut off some of that oxygen. Maybe she won't have such a smart mouth then. I'd like to try to take a defense action. She's She's got a higher uh, initiative than me, don't she? <clears throat> no, you have a higher initiative. Oh. And you're better off, instead of trying to take a defensive action, mm-hmm. interrupting her action with an attack. Okay. Didn't X-Gen... Has X-Gen done anything <clears throat> yet? Not this turn. No, this is the... My did we, did we skip over you then? Because you're supposed to come after the demon and before Savant. Okay. She dropped the people's elbow. Ah, uh, yeah. You messed up the demon. I got a 33 to hit. Yeah. How much damage does that do? So she gets six wounds through, and we'll convert it all to try and stagger you for two actions. Do you oh. have fitness? I don't think so. You're stunned for two actions. So basically your next turn's toast. She can spend willpower to act. Yeah. So instead of going for an actual like damaging punch, she knees you to the gut, knocking the wind out of you. Top of the order. The so Peaky uses two actions, so I don't have to worry about losing my, my um, armor on him. He has yet to actually hit anyone with his damn light pole. He's tired of swinging at you. He's going for X-Gen now. Oh, come on. You, you are just too big a pain in the ass to hit. Thank you. The demon-wielded light pole comes swinging your way. I would like to spend the willpower to take an action and use heavy blow to just, I don't know, knock him in the face. Well... Just keep in mind, if you're trying to interrupt his attack, you're rolling against his attack, not his low defense. He got a 44. I feel bad for the demon. He has yet to hit anyone with this damn light pole. Well, worse than that, he just got hit for trying. <laughs> Poor so, bastard. He swings at you with a light pole, you hit him before he can hit you with it. I would say he swings at me with a light bulb, and I jump back, and it kind of, like, just passes me. Whoa! And then I just open palm slap. <laughs> Open palm slap for 12 damage. Bypassing armor. Well, my hands are enhanced. Demon still has one more action. Alright, well, hopefully he doesn't take it against me. Because he's totally taking it against you. God damn it! <laughs> so, we can have a replay of what just happened. Yeah. He, he literally can't hit Flux. It'll be all Master of Disguise, where I'll do it again. I'll slap him on one side and say, you slap me, I slap you. But nobody's seen that movie with me, huh? Nobody wants to see that movie. 39 and no sixes? Uh, 12 plus 32 is... He beat you. Oh, 
So I get hit. All that Luckily, he didn't roll any sixes either. What's the damage? 16. He finally hit someone with his light pole! Woo! And his light pole is mostly bent now. There, there is a uh, X-Gen shaped curve in it now? Yeah. There's a loud clang. Sound goes off. And Savant. Well, well since the demon in X-Gen have gone. He has no active defense for me to worry about. I'm going to use both my actions to attack him, and they're going to be rapid attacks. Now, the only question I have is, did I witness him fighting long enough for me to be allowed to use my photographic to understand the style of fight? Because it wasn't directly pointed at me. It's not it actually. Like, he's not actually using so much a fighting style. So he has yeah, no, no combat, combat style per se? No, he, he's just a way. It's all power for him. So it should be easy enough to, to defend against that. that <laughs> he wasn't actually dangerous until he picked up the light pole. So what does that mean for me? No, your specialty won't really apply here because he's not using an actual fighting style. Ah, so he's just he's just doing random shit anyway. All right. Anyway, so let me just go ahead and try to. You know what? So Sixteen versus his surprise attack. The heck with it. I'll give it a shot. But you know what? I'm going to hedge my bet by using a willpower to double those dice. All right. So let me spend one willpower. So sixteen plus five d six doubled. Forty two. So. As you hit him, the armored plates on his body kind of shift together as he triggers his impervious to negate the damage. For the first attack? Did you roll any sixes? Uh, no, I didn't for that attack. So yeah, he, he has impervious, which he'll burn. And that'll, that'll mitigate the... Uh, he takes the no damage until his next turn, basically. You still have your second action. Tommy has his normal defense. So let me go ahead and do the second attack against him. Here's some. Here's a question: Is do we use out of like metagame knowledge, whereas you know that impervious lasts for an entire turn? I, I would say I thought it's just for the one attack. No, it lasts for the entire turn. The only thing I can see is that if I see his plates moving one way and in a way to try to make himself impervious to attack, then I could go ahead and see about trying to uh, place the ta- the attack in a position where his plates didn't move at. Striking at the weakened at the weakened areas, yeah, where the, where the plates don't quite overlap each other. Yes, it is tricky. And if you wanted, you could actually use your shift power. Oh, so it'll last for the scene. Yeah. So all for the rest of this scene, you'll have defended by quickness that you can apply to all your attacks. Keeping mm-hmm. in mind that when using defended by, you have your wounds. No problem. But yeah, if you want to use shift power to just use be able to use defended by quickness for the whole scene, it'll cost you two willpower. So I can use two pool power in order to try to stand it for the scene, if yeah, I wanted it, to. It costs you your free use of Tricky and two willpower, and you'll get it for the entire scene. And considering I can't beat this guy any other way at this point, as, as far as I know, I will go ahead and do that. So that's another two willpower used. Ooh, I like that. Yep, this is going to suck for the demon. All right. <laughs> Defense against quickness, and I got three sixes out of that. Times two. 19 wounds minus 1 equals 18 wounds. Twice. That actually knocks him out. Holy shit. <laughs> you floored his ass. So, so what, the quick, quick swing with the, with the kick to the head, the bottom went to his leg, well, actually, did the legs first, so he goes down, and then the top went there. The first hit does a pretty good bit of damage, but he manages to stay up through a force of will. Second one. Knocks him clean on his face. 
I will move the uh, light post out of the way so he doesn't hit that on his way down. Right. Link's turn. You sense more te weird teleporting going on within okay, the. So I am going to teleport to Blink when she start when she while she's moving around. What you find her doing is teleporting people out of the vault. Oh, that's a nice surprise. Where's she teleporting them to? So just outside the vault door. Okay. She looks at you. Go. Yeah, they only get a limited amount of air in there, so I had my watch set. I, I appreciate that. Here, I'll help you. And uh, I will just like split myself out, grab the rest of them, and teleport them out. Well, that's much faster than me. Well, I would have been here sooner, but your friend tried to hit me with a light bulb. Again. Frey is angry. She's going for X-Gen. Or no, actually, she's going for Savant, because you just took down the demon. You sneaky little bitch! She's Language! I'll show you language with my foot up your ass. Oh, I'm going to have to put a casserole in your mouth. She's going to strike at you. So, 37. Oh, uh, yeah. I suppose that if I don't use an active defense, because I can't use active defense, but I can use my perception in order to get that up to 45, even though I can't actively defend. So she, miss, she would miss me by, what, 3? So I can actually use the wall next to me in order to use that as a supporting characteristic. I'm, I can't use that. That's active. That's active. So perception. All right, so you burn your perception. She misses the first attack. Yeah. So follow it up with a second blow. Does that, for the, is, now, does that perception last for the whole round, too? Or just the one? You can, you can spend willpower to reuse it again. And she rolls even better this time. That's a 40. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I may as well do it. i got to use the willpower. I'm not getting it. Two whiffs. So the demon's unconscious. X-Gen. It's now two-on-one. X-Gen and Savant versus Frey. Well, I would like to spend a willpower to take an action and do a devastating blow and kick her in the face. 42 and two sixes. That bypasses her defense. Uh, kick her in the face. You take four wounds. Okay. Minus your armor. Her aura kind of flares, and more red streaks start to appear swirling around in it. Also, right. she now has a maniacal grin. That's probably not good. <laughs> Savant? Is there a way I can use the shield in a more defensive manner in order to give me extra uh, armor or other stuff like that? And have it, have it give you armor? I'll do that. Well, I'm assuming I'm going to take more damage when I hit her. So you're saying you're, you're like hitting her with the shield uh, to reduce the damage that you're going to take? Yes, yeah, so that's my last willpower. And since I've seen her fighting, I get that bonus. She's got a martial art, all right. So let me roll 32 and 5 for a double whammy. Look at those! 56. That hits. All right, so 15, 15 damage times 2. Plus 6, so 21 twice. There you go. All right, you, take, you get hit by her aura for 6 damage twice. She staggers back from the blows, barely staying on her feet, and her aura is now almost completely red. As blood kind of seeps from her mouth and nose, and her teeth are all red, and she's grinning like she's insane. Even her eyes start to look red. Bullshit. And now, now it's her turn. Well, fortunately I still got an attack left. <laughs> are you, so, were you saving that attack? Yes, I was. Let me interrupt her. She ain't getting that attack off. So it's so, my roll against hers, right? Before you guys do any of that, would you actually like to know who she's attacking or what she's no. doing? Okay, who's she attacking? She's attacking everybody. As Definitely she laughs, that. <laughs> as she laughs maniacally, and her aura just explodes outward. 
Yes, please put her down before that hits. Yes, I think I will interrupt that. <laughs> and I will just be happy I'm inside the bank. Okay, so 48 and 5 dice. 58. She got a 60. I rolled really well, and she did actually use willpower on this attack, so... Alright, I guess I'll spend my 3 willpower to take an action. What you doing? I guess all I can do is just smack her in the head. No, I guess, I don't know, rabbit punch to the face. There is a maneuver you might want to look into using. A uh, light blow trades damage for a chance to hit for when you really, really need to hit someone. Tap, that's what it's called. Some foes are simply too hard to hit. Tap sacrifices damage just to land a blow. Right. I do see one way out of this. Could I sacrifice myself to take a calamity in order to get the extra points I need in order, in order to... So basically I sacrifice myself to take the blow so that the others could be saved? Is that something else I could still pull off? So basically you're thinking jump on... Instead of just trying to hit her, you're going to like jump on her and try and take the blow like it's a grenade? Yeah. Because, you know why? Because that's what Dad would have did. I'm even willing to give him, give you the extra armor from the shield and a willpower for the sacrifice. Alright, so i got one willpower left. We'll see what happens if I survive that situation. As this radius explosion of uh, red and black energy comes off her, you leap onto her and try to absorb all of it with your body. Come on, Dad Shield. Save me. So you take 54 wounds before armor. What? That's double what she would have dealt. Okay, That's what... 54. <laughs> minus 8. 54 minus 8. How much is that again? <laughs> That's like 46 from my 23. So I'm at next 23 and I'm out cold. Don't leave me. So Action gets the lovely view of Savant jumping on the proverbial grenade, the grenade exploding, sending Savant flying through the air to crash into the crowd and just lie there, kind of limp ragdoll-like. Uh, hi. Well, at least Frey, you can take it. And then Frey looks at you and will attempt to punch you. I have to, I, well, I guess... You do have still have that action, because you didn't actually have to use a action since Savant threw herself on the proverbial grenade. Take her out! Take her out! If I wish I could say it, but do it. Don't let my sacrifice be in vain. It probably is. Like you probably did that for no reason, because I know good. I guess I'll, I guess I'll, uh, I'll try and hit her before she hits me, and I'll uh, sacrifice damage for accuracy to just get an opportunity. Let's roll. I don't wanna. I wanna. I, I'm gonna. I'm leaving now. The game's over. Bye. Oh, she rolled sixes. 45 and 6. Yeah, then that hits you. What's your armor? 4. That's 14, and she'll trade. So, 8 wounds, and you lose your next 2 actions as she staggers you again. And that's the end of that turn. On the inside, so we're going to take a slight break for a second. On the inside of the bank, Blink and Flux hear what sounds like a explosion, and you feel very powerful ripples throughout the entire space-time continuum in this area. What was that? Blink goes, ah, shit. Somebody really pissed Frey off. And Blink disappears, teleporting out to the battlefield. I, I guess I'm going to follow her. You see what looks like a giant bomb went off and surrounding where Frey is currently standing, and you can see a limp savant over by the crowd, being surrounded by cops, checking her vitals. And uh, X-Gen standing there all woozy from being staggered and injured. Just feel a little woozy. And Blink is standing between Frey and X-Gen, trying to talk Frey down from going nuclear again. Now Jasmine, 
Take it easy. Breathe. Breathe. Don't kill anyone. Breathe. <laughs> All I can see is <laughs> just like extreme hyperventilating. Frey's basically laughing maniacally as red energy flows all around her and her eyes glow red and she bleeds from her nose and eyes. So like I said... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I guess this is what we're going to do. Teleport behind her, grab her, and then drop down back into the asphalt like I did before. But this time, I'm not going to stop until her head is completely encased. This is just me describing how I'm doing the attack. I will spend my last willpower to add science to the attack. Science! And I'll add my formal science bonus to the damage. That's a 52 to hit. Easily hits. And then that is 12, 14, 16, 18 damage. As you grab her, her aura explodes into you as uh, now that she's reached the point where her overload and penetrating can be used, you take 12 wounds penetrating. And then she becomes unconscious from your attack, as she was barely awake. Alright, so that puts me at negative one. So it was a double KO? I guess my, my last action, like after she is thoroughly knocked out, is just to pull her back up, now that her aura has collapsed, and then fall back. Thump. Now can we be friends? <laughs> no more robbing, okay? And I, I will fall back just holding uh, holding Frey. Alright, so as X-Gen's the only uh, hero still awake, you see Blink, deep sigh, and then teleport away as the cops rush in. Anyway. Well, at least I did something decent. Decent hell, you fucking annihilated the demon and took Frey to the danger zone. Not bad. And I saved the people. That's what matters, man. I think the thing I enjoyed most about that was just the dialogue between Blink and Flux. Well, I didn't want to be like the I'm just going to hit people guy, you know? You did a pretty good job of preventing Blink from doing what Blink does in combat anyways. Was that Blink around and hit people? Nope. She has a specialty called Interference. Oh, she, she, blocks, she blocks for other people. Yeah, her stick is that she takes active defenses for others while, they de- while the other two deal the damage. That would have been... Like, if we hadn't mitigated uh, Blink, I don't think we would have been able to win this fight then. If Savant had been there from the start, you guys probably would have gone through it pretty quickly. For the mo- Until you actually captured Blink, Blink was busy doing other things. Yeah, I'm sure we'll find out what those other things are in the next session. I at least hope that I alluded that things were not what they seemed. Oh yeah, I'm sure uh, Blink got away with whatever she was actually trying to do. Yep, they never bothered to open the safe. They just used Blink to put all the people in there for safekeeping. So what did you think of the different characters? I like that. I think uh, each character feels pretty unique to each other. Your meddling ways. Did, did you like how uh, like I was like, oh yeah, yeah, well, I'm pointing at myself and pointing at myself. Just to be more confusing. It wasn't to try and be confusing, but it was certainly, I, I was trying to use his powers in the most amusing ways possible. <laughs> I thought they worked pretty well. I think it's interesting that everybody focused their attacks on the tank instead of the scrapper. Okay, it's a demon. <laughs> Hating on the demon. He's a very polite demon. Yes, he is. Did, did you like Frey's Nova attack? So how does that work exactly? Frey has uh, conditional things on her where the more damage she's taken, these things start activating. So at half stamina, she gets the intimidation supporting offense at full value. At zero or lower stamina, she acquires a specialty. 
which adds to our offense. And also her, uh, the boons under painful are also locked at half stamina for boost and zero or below for overload and penetrating. So as you beat on her, she just starts dealing more and more damage until she just goes Nova. And what was the damage that she did? Well, if he hadn't taken double damage, it would have been 27 in a radius. That's fucking terrifying. It costs her two willpower to do that because she's relying mostly on explosive dice to hit. At least that ensures that the demon will be knocked out long enough to get him into uh, custody. He got knocked the fuck out. And then hit with that Nova because that was not selective. Nope. It destroys everything around her. That's why Blink freaked out when she heard the explosion. It's like, ah, shit, she's going to kill someone. I feel bad. Blink didn't actually get to do much in that session. Except for being the most interesting character there. Well, of of the group, she's the one who's the least interested in actually getting into a fight. All Frey wants to do is fight. That's why she's named Frey. One, she likes to fight, so she always likes to be in the fray. And two, as she gets damaged, her uh, sanity starts to slip. As in, it's becoming frayed. I felt really happy when I came up with that name. I am horrible at naming things, so... actually pretty good. Yeah. Hmm, what are my other characters named? Demon. Blink. Yep, sounds like me. Blink gets a pass because she's a teleporter. As for the demon, I think we just never established a name for him. Or was his name Demon? It's what he goes by because that's basically what everyone refers to him as. Just, ah, Demon. All right. <laughs> it's it, funny you should say that I actually have a character in the core book named Gargoyle who just, that's not his name, but everybody goes, oh, it's a Gargoyle. <laughs> yeah, I literally named him off of the Samurai Jack philosophy of, well, they call me Demon. Thank you, I had fun. <laughs> Thank you. That was quite enjoyable. So did you like my uh, bruiser duo there? No. I kind of felt bad for Archie when he did his big mega hit, and I was just like, impervious. Um, that's the whole point of impervious, though. Yeah. I know. He only had 10 stamina left. It's like, screw this, impervious. <laughs> so did my descriptions of like Frey's aura changing give you ideas as to what was going on as she was getting injured? Oh, yeah. Because when we'd had that conversation about, you know, people being able to tell when the Nova was going to be coming, I had to come up with, I came up with the idea of the aura changing and becoming more red as she became more angry. I thought that was good. I'm glad I was inside the building when that shit went down. (laughs) That was the safest place to be. Yeah, the only way I can really picture that is like Archie uses a shield almost like a, um, like tucks it under Savant's feet and lands on top of her and pushes her to the ground. So it really only hits the ground and the shield. All right, we're going to head out and get some dinner. All right, man. We hope you have enjoyed this presentation of the Three Rivers Academy. Our theme music is by Kevin McLeod and is available online at incompetech.com. Let's say Dave's not here, man. He sounded super irritated when you did that. You should do it more often. What? I'm sure, having been named Dave, he's never heard that joke before, ever. Ever. What are you talking about?